What's going on? Hey, let me get it again. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. And that's you. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. We are back on here. I think it's Friday night. And uh, shout out to everybody that is on Friday night. It's been a while since I did a Friday night show. All right. But I missed a couple of days this week. So we're going to do a Friday night show. All right. Um, what a day, man. I actually was getting deliveries and appointments all day long. I got three or four during the morning show. And right before I went on, new refrigerator got delivered. All right. I was like, what is going on? I mean, everybody came in on today. Pause. Pause. But I'm sure there were two people that missed appointments. And there's one that I missed their appointment. So they may show up here in the middle of this show. Nonetheless, today's topics. We're going to talk about Vince McMahon. All right. No chance. That's what you've got. We talking about no chance Vince McMahon out here behaving badly at work. And he got exposed, but this is one thing that we have to tell you about, about how men are basically going to be controlled and judged on their sexuality. Pretty much doesn't matter what you do. All men and powerful men have been taken down by a worthless woman, right? By a worthless woman. She just showed up and she had an ATM, a uh, piece leave like an ATM. What does the girl say? She says, I this. looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. And that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. There you go right there. So um, the, the one the one woman in question was making one hundred thousand dollars and she had an ATM between her legs and she put in the pin number and she ended up with three million dollars. All right. So that's exactly what happened. Um, she made the best use of her peace leave in this situation. I mean, I don't know. But women, <laughs> men are going to be judged. Uh, at any end of how you've dealt with this sexuality thing. And one of the things you can easily get uh, used against you as a man is your sexual behavior. And so we teach men here to think responsibly. Think with the big head and not the little head. This is where you gain power. You know, with this current Me Too movement and Believe All Women atmosphere, any woman at any point could claim to be a victim of circumstances in which they put themselves in, you would be absolutely amazed at the amount of situations they put themselves in. And you would figure a rational adult would be able to wriggle their way out of these situations, or they'd be able to say, no, thank you. I just assumed to just keep doing what I was doing. Or if the person said, I had a fear of losing my job. Okay, I'll go get another job. This is not the case when it comes down to women. For some reason, they say, well, I was at my job and this individual approached me um, and, uh, I end up getting my cheeks clapped and I got a raise as a result. <laughs> I mean, the story's outrageous. When I look at it, I'm like, this is a mature adult we're talking about. I mean, she's not a victim in this situation. And then they gave her a raise and then ended up having to, uh, where she got offended was she got treated like one of those girls in the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> right? Because, <laughs> but we're supposed to, <laughs> you'd be like, you got raises, man. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that was your job. That was your job. We're taking a situation, a consensual sexual situation between adults, and then we're ruining people on both sides. And one person gets to play the victim. <laughs> She's sitting up here. I was at my job. And then I was making $100,000 at my job for no reason. She was probably working at Wendy's the, the week before. And then guess what? She got a raise for doing for having a, a piece leave between her or ATM between her legs. <laughs> they were like, oh, you have ATM between your legs. She makes two hundred thousand dollars all of a sudden. 
just like that. And she keeps doing her job. Mm. <laughs> what? Anyway, men, you got to be responsible with your salami. I mean, this is how you go down. Damn near many powerful men have gone down just on this. All right, we'll document that. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about DJ Academics. Okay, DJ Academics, he got caught saying something that, uh, you know, in, out of context is damaging, very damaging. The, what he said and what he said, it, he didn't say it wasn't him. What he said was taken out of context. Obviously, anybody can, you know, DJ Academics has been on YouTube for a long time. And uh, many people can find any clips that I've said over the last four years, pare it down to 25, 30 seconds. And I'm sure you could spin it to uh, sound like whatever you want uh, at any particular time. So that's a, that's what's called out of context. Um, however, we're going to try to apply context to it because DJ Academics wants to apply context to his statement. We're also going to going to apply time because it was not said today. It was said 10 years ago. And then we're going to see if what he said makes him a creep. We're going we're gonna to hold that up. We're going to talk about DJ Academics. So anyway, yeah, whether you're a fan of academics or not, I understand. Uh, he is one of those uh, people in our culture on, of the Internet that people, you know, they have a very strong opinion about him either way. But we're going to take what he said and we're going to talk about, you know, our Puritan ears. Again, this is an example of American Puritanism at its best. You know, our culture is designed around this Puritan mindset of um, we're supposed to be out in public, oh, shocked and appalled. All right. But behind closed doors, I mean, behind closed doors, people are doing crazy things. All right. I don't care what age they are. And, um, you know, they're living these lifestyles as, oh, they're clutching their pearls. How dare he? You know, how dare that be a possibility? And in reality, we're doing a whole bunch of things like just like I say, we act like a monogamous society, but we're doing anything other than monogamy. We're actually doing polygyny and uh, and we're getting worse at it. We're getting worse and worse at monogamy. It's really, really not even monogamous society anymore. So we'll talk about that. And uh, and that'll be that. Oh, let your voice be heard. Dollar size CGA live, if you will, on the cash app and on PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. Let your voice be heard on these topics. Um, and then maybe we'll put a poll up or two related to this one. Somebody says not even behind closed doors. Yeah, now it's not even behind closed doors. And I find it absolutely before. I'm not even going to talk about it now, but we'll get to it when we get to that point. So it's all clipped together. So when people jump to that particular point of the stream, everything's in context as I'm talking about it. What should we talk about first? This is that's our first poll because um, I don't have any particular order that I want to. First conversation, first item up for bed. I'll put a poll up as I do the earlier contributors here. Pause, not do them. First item of discussion. This is an interactive show. What's his name? DJ Act or Vince McMahon. And I'm a wrestling fan, so uh, I find this um, this thing with Vince McMahon very interesting. McMahon. Let's get the earlier contributors to the show. How about we do that? There was somebody that contributed right when I turned off the stream. So I do want to acknowledge that individual. And I believe it is, hmm, it is this individual. He says, um, we're going to call him Nicholas. He says, thanks, coach. 50 years old, divorced three years ago, living the free agent lifestyle. And that rocks, man. All your info is correct 100%. 
Wish I had this information 20 years ago. Keep educating young men. We're going to give him a round of applause because I know a lot of young men watch me and they're like, hey, is this possibility? You might be saying, well, that just happened to you. Hey, it won't happen to me. And I don't see my young girlfriend doing these things. And it's just you. And it's you. And that's you. And a lot of people don't think that uh, people like us should be discussing what what the possibilities of your relationship is going to look like. When I tell you the statistics of relationships, people are absolutely appalled because you never thought of it the way I thought of it. But you can't say I'm wrong. When I tell you 99% of your relationships will fail, I'm absolutely right. You might not want me to be right. You might not think, is that possibly true? Yes, 99%. And that goes for everybody. And if you lump everybody together, 99% of everybody's relationships are a disaster. It is what it is. So take it for what it's worth. A lot of people get a lot of heartache and pain related to this. When you talk about marriages, anywhere from 50 to 70% of marriages are uh, will end in divorce or some sort of, uh, we'll talk about Linda and Vince McMahon right here. They, they're they married, but they don't even live together no more, <laughs> right? So mm. there's your successful marriage. Chunk that up in the successful marriage category. Nope. Mm. So, I mean, I'm telling you, man, just because they don't go to the courthouse doesn't mean that they're a happily married couple. There's people that are married together, just staying together because they all in debt together. All right. They're like, mm. what else are we going to do? There's people who can't get divorced for religious reasons. There's people that that are too old to get divorced. They're like, all right, we just too old and fat. Anyway, why bother? All right. They're playing a ring game. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game, playing the ring game yeah. that he made, which is OK with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, man. There's people that stay together because of the kids. There's people that stay together because they can't afford it. They can't afford the divorce. They're like, wow, that's going to cost me 60 grand. Uh, let's just stay together and just stay legally married and screw around on each other, please. I mean, when you look at the possibilities about what successful marriages are, they got to be in the t less than 15%. Less than 15%. All right, then you have this stuff. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe the dudes should be tied up in these streets. They're only 10 years in. All right, they got a whole long way to go. They got 10 years in, and she already like, Why do I wait. In these streets. Yeah, she just said, why? she also said this. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. And he's stuck. He's got about 50 years to go. <laughs> KT King has a lot to say about this one. Actually, his research, I use a lot of his research on this when he emailed me. Good evening, CGA. Not only can Vince McMahon be fired from the WWE by the board of his, uh, wait, by the board for his conduct, an individual law firm is investigating the WWE board for misconduct. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm checking that out. So this is a company that he created, but he went public. So not, now that he's a publicly traded company, he has different people to answer to. And um, since that's the case, he can be fired from his own company. This is what happens. You know, I mean, that's what happened. KT King also says former WWE superstar, and I use that loosely, Nia Jax of the Samoan Dynasty family made a tweet April 30th at his... Um, at his year, subtly saying, I don't know what that means. Oh, I mean, I think you mean to say of this year. Got it. All right. Subtly saying she knew Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis actions with the female employee. An anonymous source sent out 
the email dry snitching. We're going to cover that too. Nia Jax out here. A lot of people knew what was going on with Vince McMahon. He's been a part of the industry for about 50 years. We all really know that. And KT King, we as men need to change how we speak on the importance of fatherhood far too long. We said kids need fathers. Phrasing it like this can be interpreted as a man who, as men who are fathers, are replaceable, disposable. Kids need, unless violation occurs, their actual father, not a father or a father figure to raise them. So this is true, too. Uh, I find it appalling the amount of people that believe they can raise their children without the presence of the other parents, like without the involvement. That That's appalling to me. And we're going to call you uh, Mr. MK says tuition. Appreciate the unique teachings. All right. I appreciate that, too. You called it the unique teachings. Yes. All right. I'm putting I'm putting life and limb on the line, educating you in this way. Definitely doing that. Where are we at here? We got a couple more on the cash app. Thank you, mister. We're going to call you double A. Awesome message, coach. Keep pushing on. Keep pushing on. We're going to keep pushing on. Shout out to Aaron Wallace for the support. D.A. Jones says the WWW, the woke wrestling entertainment. Yeah, I think, you know, they definitely went woke uh, a long time ago. And I haven't watched WWE that much in the last probably three years. It's a, it's a shame. Um, I don't like the action on the with the with the athleticism. I don't like what I'm seeing. The storylines are kind of weak and whack. I actually had a friend that I went to high school with that was a writer for WWE. And um, he was a writer for just a little bit of time. And once they instituted writers in that way, it became less palpable because a lot of the writers didn't understand the business. And they've had these goofy characters. I'm sorry. No, they had the characters saying goofy things. And it wasn't that, that attractive to me anymore. Uh, Boo says more useless these days, NDAs or prenups. <laughs> All right. That's actually a good question. What's more useless these days? I mean, people are signing NDAs and now they are talking. But in this situation, Vince McMahon's person did not talk. Uh, her information was leaked. But once her information is now leaked, I believe she can talk because now it's out in the open. It's not a secret anymore. We probably need, need to discuss that. But I'm going to say a lot of men are trying to find ways to legally navigate having relationships with women without doing the entire relationship thing. And your guys are floundering all the time. You guys are failing. I know the PUAs are sitting around. Man, this ain't going to happen to everybody, Sean. Sean, this ain't going to happen. Stop trying to scare them, Sean. It ain't going to happen to everybody. No, it ain't going to happen to everybody. However, if it happens to you, do you want to be the one? Do you want to be the one it happens to? I know a lot of guys that are listening to me that have had jobs and something went left with the girl they were working with and or or the person that they were uh, working with called them a creep and human resources. There's the human resource department here at the Coach Greg Adams channel. All of a sudden, the human resource department showed up. The Maricose Bay Brigade. All right, all of these women right here that are basically the police when it comes to the company and the corporation. And uh, we, we did the statistics on the percentage of human resource directors that are that are female. It's something it was obscene, like 70, 75, 80 percent. I kid you not. So when you go down there to explain yourself and you're going to say, well, my favorite pickup artist said I need to hold masculine frame. And my favorite pickup artist told me not to worry about getting these accusations. <laughs> Uh, the human resource department going to be like this. 
They're going to throw your ass out. You're going to lose your job. Miles Chumley, shout out to the coach gang. Don't play where you work. It's that simple, guys. It is too simple. I know. You, I know. You're like, oh, but, but, but she's fine. Man, go get a piece of tail somewhere else. There's 4 billion women on planet Earth. You're telling me the one woman you work with, there's nothing you can do. There's, there's no way. You got to have that one. <laughs> I got to have that one, coach. You don't understand. I wouldn't be able to hold frame. I wouldn't be able to get my pickup artistry on if I don't go after this one, coach. I got to have her. She's the one. Yeah, she thick. Oh, my God. I got to have her. No, man, just go in and turn it down. No big deal. No big deal. My job is way more important. There was a couple of guys that did call-in shows, and they were like, but, coach, man, there's this one girl, man. I got to have it. <laughs> Should I do it, coach? Should I do it? My answer is all going to be always going to be no. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm the defensive coordinator around here. No drift says today I escaped the, ma the matrix fully self Paid. Hey, let's give you a round of applause. He's out of the matrix. This is hard to do. Most people wish they could be self-employed, right? And when you become self-employed, I mean, you're in a different, you're in a different echelon. Even if you make $40,000 in self-employed, you're in a completely different echelon. It's been a while since somebody told me, these are your work hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be at the office at this time and clock in and do this and do that. And you can leave here, like looking at the clock. Oh, I'm on, boy, it's almost seven o'clock. I'm all, I can get off. I can leave work today. I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, a lot, I can't even remember. I can't even remember that. And um, like even, and not, not even in my fitness business, I chose to start work and I chose to end work at a certain time. I was always in control. And if somebody wanted me to do it at a certain time, I would be like, no. If I didn't need the money, I'd be like, that's okay. It ain't worth it. So when you get there, uh, just understand that people will look at you weird. Wait a minute. You don't have to, you don't have to go in when people tell you to go in. You don't have to work certain hours. You can come and go as you please. You can see the middle of the afternoon without being in your monkey simp suit out there in the, in the cold huddled over there with just 15 minute smoke break. Yeah, man, it's a big step in your life. It's a business. It's a big step step in your life. Oh, sorry. All right. Anyway, last one. Joshua Moon says, "Run from the community." All right. Let's check the poll and see how many people want to. Oh, we're starting with Vince McMahon. It was close though. DJ Academics, you came in second today. All right. Shout out to DJ Academics. We start with Vince McMahon. That's actually a surprise. All right, Mac Man. Anybody know about Vince McMahon? If you're a wrestling fan, you know all about Vince McMahon. If you're not a wrestling fan, um, I, you still probably know who Vince McMahon is. There's no possible way. I mean, he's the ringling brother, Barnum and Bailey. You know, he's Barnum and Bailey, the modern day uh, circus performer uh, owner. He basically has a traveling circus that goes around and they call it sports entertainment now, but I call it wrestling. All right. He was a wrestling promoter. And then he had to clean it up and call it sports entertainment and all that stuff. World Wrestling Federation uh, got the company, bought it from his daddy. And uh, he went to a global, ruined all the territories across the globe. He became enemy number one. And he had a dream and he pushed it ahead. Very cutthroat individual. 
a lot of the wrestlers, obviously, that he's um that he uh has had it under his employee have died, and that's just the reality of his business. So it's very much like a traveling circus, and uh, a lot of his performers, he gets the most out of them. He gets them paid. He gives them opportunities, and these people choose to do these jobs. So I really don't feel sorry for the wrestlers that either have lost their lives or went crazy or crippled. Hey, you chose to get out there and put your body on the line uh, without any insurance and union and all of that stuff. That So um, when you out there 57 years old still trying to take bumps, that's on you. <laughs> all right. Anyway, what is going on here? What is somebody pocket watching? <laughs> what is all of this? Anyway, somebody over here, man, we going to have to get the hell out of here with all that. We don't do that over here. So, uh, yeah, you know, obviously a lot of people have steroids and all of these things going on. Uh, you had a lot of bad people do some bad things. So, yeah, this has been a uh, one of those things with Vince McMahon. Obviously, he bought WCW, and he, bas- he basically became the only show on, on earth for a while until now you have some other independent companies coming up, AEW, and uh, is Ring of Honor growing? There's another one. There's another one I'm missing out on. AEW, there's another one that I can't even remember. Nah, they all running together now. So anyway, Vince McMahon, senior. Vince McMahon, I'm sorry, junior. Vince McMahon, junior. Where is it at? Why, why is my tab looking funny? Where's the Vince McMahon story? Oh, here it is right here. Let me pop up the Vince McMahon story so you guys know what's going on. The WWE board investigating $3 million hush payment by Vince McMahon with ex-employee for alleged affair. And here is Vince McMahon. They got him looking very demonic. Uh, well, he he made himself look very demonic here with this little uh, Jurassic Park back here. He's signing a check dollar bill. So he's under investigation. I'm assuming he's going to take that L. It says right here, the Wall Street Journal, Journal reported that the WWE board is investigating a $3 million secret uh, settlement or a hush pack that the company chairman Vince McMahon reached with a former employee that he allegedly allegedly had an affair with per documents and people familiar with the inquiry. McMahon and the individual. I'm hoping it's a woman, but with professional wrestling, you don't know. Sometimes it could be a man who had been a uh, who had been hired as a paralegal in 2019 reached the agreement in January of 2022. And it is per- and she prohibits her from discussing her relationship with McMahon whatsoever. I think now that if the I don't know how the language of the NDA works, I think that if the information is out there, she probably can talk about it now. It says this investigation began in April and reportedly uncovered previous non-disclosure agreements with former female WWE employees who made allegations of misconduct against McMahon and WWE's head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis. Okay. It's unclear how many of these NDAs have been reached as the investigation is ongoing, but the payment total is allegedly in the millions, brother. Oh, so let me go ahead and say this right now, as you guys know, and I teach you, everybody pays. Let's go back to the conversation of everybody pays. Okay. What these two individuals did, McMahon and Laurinaitis, Obviously, they were doing things that they should not have been doing. And when they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar at work with some of these female employees, what happened was they went ahead and had to hush them up with some money. 
and they have paid millions of dollars. All right. And they paid millions of dollars on the back end. I've always told you guys, I always almost ruined my whole studio here. I've always told you guys, it is cheaper up front than paying in the back end. Paying in the back end is always much more expensive. Paying in the back end is always more expensive. If you don't have a direct payment schedule going on and you say, this is what this is going to cost, people are going to say this is illegal or whatnot. All right. But it's not illegal. You're taking, you're not paying for her. You're paying for the time and you're paying for them to leave and understand this is a severance package. You agreed to participate from these hours and whatever adults are uh, participating in. Okay. So this is what the person is. Now, you can pay up front or you can pay a hell of a lot on the back end. What these men have done uh, ridiculously, if they's taking people who have been, they could have, they could have, they could have gave them a thousand bucks. Let's just say a thousand bucks and say that there were several female employees. Let's just say several is 20. <laughs> 20 times a thousand is $20,000. <laughs> 20 times a thousand is $20,000. All right, Jesus. It could have cost them 20 grand, right? But these goofballs decided to do these things with their employees, which is always out of bounds. And it's been out of bounds since damn, at least since Anita Hill. Nobody could actually act like they never knew anything went down until Anita Hill came out. I mean, it, listen, that was the 1990s, barely the 90s. It was like damn near the 80s going into the 90s. Okay, so you should have known by the 90s that you can't do this. But they decided to pay out millions of dollars for the past use of a woman's anatomy. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I gotta do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. So everybody pays. Sad, sad for you guys to keep figuring this out, but this is what this is. All right, continuing on here. Uh, Simpson, Thatcher, and Bartlett, LLP, has been retained to conduct the investigation, which has already found that McMahon used his personal funds to compensate the former employees, one of which made allegations against Laurinaitis. He used his personal money. The firm is also investigating WWE's company culture and both its compliance and human resource programs. Oh, the human resources program. According to the WWE spokesman, the company is fully cooperative and the aforementioned relationship was consensual. All right, this is what I believe this too, but in the world of America and our our Puritan values here, women can remove consent or they can act like a victim at any particular point. Okay, at any point, they could put a price on the sexual interaction you've had and they can do this after the fact. So let's say they don't remove consent. They just can say, well, I didn't think I got what I should have gotten after our sex even though I agree to it, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm educating you guys. I mean, what I'm saying is true. Like um, even women in relationships do this. She was like, well, I put in so much time. I put in this and that. I should get this. There was that one girl, the blue, blue girl. I can't remember her name. And she was like, well, I have sugar daddies. But what I should, what should happen is um, after my sugar daddies dump me, they should keep paying me. X amount of month until I transition into a new situation. So women can not only remove consensual, uh, consensual, uh, yeah, they can not only remove consent, but they can actually put a different price on what they think they should have got 
even if they agreed to the original price. You know what I mean? Yeah, Blue Jasmine was her name. So they'll be like, hey, well, listen, I got X, Y, and Z out of it, but now that you want to quit on me, I need to get more from it. That's, oh, Impact Wrestling. Thank you, Impact Wrestling. Sorry, I'm jumping around here. Let's go back to the article. And what she's doing is saying, hey, it was consensual, but hey, I should get paid. The spokesman said, uh, stated that the WWE is taking the allegations very seriously and dealing with them appropriately. Neither McMahon nor Laura Nidus responded to any direct request to a comment, but McMahon's attorney, Jerry McDevitt, told the Wall Street Journal, Journal in a letter that the former employee hasn't made harassment claims against McMahon and that the WWE did not pay any monies to her or on her departure. Oh, interesting. So they're denying it, but let's talk about it. It says right here, according to the report, board members find, found out about the agreement through a series of anonymous emails. The first message, which was sent on March 30th, alleged that McMahon doubled the woman's salary after he entered into a sexual relationship with her and that he gave her, uh, he gave her like a toy, that he gave her like a toy, Laurinaitis. That's how it reads there. I think they're mistaking something here. But what it sounds like is she got passed on to Laurinaitis after. <laughs> ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. <laughs> Guess who's back in the Smith house with a bat with your motherfucking mouth? <laughs> hoes recognize, hoes do too. <laughs> oh my goodness, god dang, it's tough out there. So, anyway, so they passed her on. He took a hit and passed it on. So, hey, he said, Hey, uh, you think you can do my homie a solid? You think you can, hey, hey, you think you can do. What you was doing with me, with my homie. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. And uh, it says right here, the investigation is looking into these allegations. So let me get this straight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So she did the job. Let's just, let's just clear this up right now. She did the job. So. So she was smashing Vince. And then Vince said, you think the homies can have some? And she was like, you kind of passing me on like a toy, but I'll go ahead and do it if you double my salary. Um, Are we just looking at Vince as the bad person here? Because she did the job. I mean, she did the job. She lied on her back like this. One, two, and three. All right, she did the job like on Saturday morning wrestling. Back in the day, remember the dudes would come in, Ultimate Warrior would run down to the ring, he'd shake the ropes, he'd jump in the ring, he'd clothesline the dude, press slam them, dive on their back, hook the leg, he'd stand on them with one foot, point to the sky. One, two, three. All right, she did the job. <laughs> and why are we upset that's an adult she said okay this is my job okay what did they violate i mean they violated company policy obviously but this is out of the ski this is out of the uh realm of morality 
We got to leave the realm of morality at this point. She did the job. There's no way she's a victim here. The writer of the email in the question stated that the former employee, whom she called a friend, was so scared after she left WWE after McMahon and McDivitt paid her off. The non-disclosure agreement is said to have been paid uh, $1 million up front with the remainder being given out over five years. All right, sounds like they were like, okay, we're going to give you a million, but you there's two more million. Just keep shutting up for five years. You'll get your two more million. That's interesting. So if you guys ever want to know how to pay somebody off, don't give them all the money up front. <laughs> you give them a little up front and give them an incentive to keep behaving. <laughs> so, wow, I tell you what, man. Look, why would you do this, man? He could have went down to the Jack Shack and got jerked. Uh, how many times? Three million times? Or at least, no, 30,000 times. He could have got jacked 30,000 times. May maybe even more than that. But you paying off what? Why? In 2021, the former employee became Laurinaitis's assistant after working in the legal department. So, so she did the job. She did the job. What are we talking about here? What are we discussing? She did it. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll work in the here. All right, you want to pass me on like a... No, he passed you on to the employee. You are new. Here's your new. He was like, here's your new office. Thank you very much. Here's your new salary. This is your new boss. And this McMahon skedaddle. <laughs> All, right. Like, All right. He was like, and I'm out. And John Laurinaitis just came in like Birdman rubbing his hands like, I know about you. All right. Your reputation, your reputation precedes you. And then she followed through and she starts slobbing on John. What's the problem here? Anyway. This is one of these stories that I always look at. I'm like, there's no victims here. There's no victim. Uh-oh, Linda McMahon, she ain't having it. <laughs> All right, Linda McMahon. If you guys wanted to know, Linda McMahon and Vince McMahon, while they're still married, they ain't together. And this is why I always chunk these marriages into these categories. You can say that they're successful marriages and these people have been married for so long. But when you're married for so long, most of the time, you just dare, you know, you might stay together for whatever, whatever. Uh, but you ain't even acting married. Okay. She knew what was going on. She knew what she was doing. She knew what Vince was doing. And uh, probably about these years, they weren't even together. This was 2019 to 2022. Okay. Somebody said you're just orbiting and existing. Yeah. Most of you guys are just ready to die. By this age, you wake up early in the morning so you don't see your wife. All right. You wake up at five in the morning, start doing things around the house. The house is all quiet. The dog's watching you. You take the dog out to pee. You take it for a walk. You come back, drink your coffee. The sun starts rising. It's still quiet. But you're 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 tensefully waiting for your wife to wake up like, oh, my gosh, you're going to wake up here in a second. It's all quiet. You're like, oh, God dang, 630, 645. She'll be up soon because, you know, when she gets up, she's about to ruin all of your day. She about to ruin all of your day. She about to ask you what you about to do all day. Why you ain't did nothing all morning. Why you ain't watched this. You didn't do that. We need to do this. Honey, do that. Honey, do this. He like, oh, shit. <laughs> His whole day ruined. And um, he going to go to sleep before her because he done woke up before her. So the rest of his day, he stuck being around his wife. He like, shit. He like, maybe one day. <laughs> 
Maybe one day I'll walk out of the house. I'll leave and I'll go, I'll go do something I want to do. Soon as he get ready to go do something, what he do? Uh, Herbert, Jim, Earl, where are you going? Phyllis, would you leave me alone today? <laughs> Phyllis, I'm had it up to here with you. He's had it up to here, not just today. He's had it up to here with Phyllis for like 40 years. <laughs> Phyllis, I'm not, I'm not. Herbert, would you stop? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve, just tell me where you're going. He's like, God damn. Leave me alone, woman. I just want to go do what I want to do. Well, if you're going to the store, why don't you just bring back a couple of things? Bring back some of those uh, Dr. Scholl's bunion control rings where I can put on my bunion. I need a couple of them. Go run to the uh, drugstore so I can get my prescription for my rheumatiz. Mm. He's like, oh, my God. I just want to go do one. I want to I want to go sit at the mall and watch junior college girls. I got to go listen to this bag of bones. <laughs> right. He waiting for Phyllis to die, but he going to die before Phyllis. He definitely died before Phyllis. Anyway. Continuing with the story, Miss McMahon and them been over for a minute. So don't feel bad for Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon been knowing what they've been doing for a long time. Matter of fact, Stephanie McMahon knew as well. And uh, this is why she stepped down about a month ago. She stepped down about a month ago and everybody was what happened with what was happening with Stephanie McMahon. Why was she leaving? Well, she stepped down because remember, this came out somewhere around April 30th. And I think she stepped down in May. And so uh, now she's back as the CEO, acting CEO right now in place of uh, Vince stepping down. But it says right here, clues point to McMahon affair being leaked by members of the WWE Board of Directors. One thing that I'm going to remind you guys of, one thing that I'm going to remind you guys of is this. It is not usually not the person. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Yeah, it is usually not the person who you're having an affair with that is going to cause you problems on your job. So this is what men have to understand. On your job, you're going to have an affair with someone. And you're going to say, coach, what's the big deal? She won't tell. She's cool. She's actually violating the rules too. So she's going to get in trouble. Wrong. This is wrong. The person that you're going to, the person that you're going to, um, the person that's going to expose your affair at work is probably a friend related to the person you're sleeping with. It's always going to be the Linda trip of the, in, of the situation. See, while you think you guys are cool doing what you're doing and everybody keeping it on the wrap, I always tell you, women always tell another person about what's going on and they're going to tell people close to you. And so what's going to happen is y'all going to be sneaking around. Y'all going to get caught or her friend's going to know. And then her friend's going to be looking and, oh, wow, this is interesting. She might not say something, but at some point, there's something that she has to use against the other friend, something that she has to use against the company. Maybe that woman is about to get fired. She's about to lose her job, and you're watching her pack up her company box, human resources walking her out the door. And before she gets out of the door, she says, I have one thing to say. Mm. She's going to say, these two people right here been fornicating. And you're going to be looking like, <laughs> and she going to blow you up. Most of the time, and I've done this, and I've been in education for a long time, 
worked on high school and college campuses for a long time. What I've always noticed, I've noticed these affairs that went on between coaches and athletes, athletes and athletes, uh, professors and uh, students. I've seen the gamut of all of these. I mean, and I've never been surprised. I've seen women coaches do it to women athletes, male coaches on do it to women's athletes on the other side of the team. I mean, I've seen it all. Professors, students, students, I've seen it all. With that being said, almost all of the situations never was the person coming up front crying like this. <laughs> I had an affair and I did this. It was never the person involved in the affair that told it. Not never. It was rarely ever the person that was in the affair that told. It was always somebody on the periphery, a friend, a best friend. It was always somebody else, a parent of a student. It wasn't even the parent of the student in the affair. It was a parent of the student's friends or whatever. It was a friend of the student's parents, however you want to say it. It was always someone else that revealed it. This is why you don't do it. Because while you think you're getting away with it, Somebody else in your company might not think it's cool. And there's a lot of Puritans walk, walking around here. There's a lot of people that don't do nothing but missionary sex. And all of a sudden, they're hearing your stories. You're in the bathroom stall and the lunch break. They can't even imagine. They're like, what? <laughs> all right. They're like, what is this in the car? And you talking about, and you did this and swallowed on this. They never heard their virgin ears. They never heard nothing like that. That big old old woman. That work, you know, she got that big ass sweater, but her titties got pushed the sweater way out here. And every time she get up and walk, she adjusting her clothes. You ever see that? <laughs> every time she walks, she got to <laughs> every step she takes, she got to adjust her clothes. She one of them. She don't know, I don't know about any of this stuff. She thinks what you guys are doing is demonic. She's like, this is outrageous. She got to tell everybody. And then you find out she'd be like, I was struggling for years. I couldn't go to sleep and I was in confessional with my priest and I couldn't even go to sleep knowing what they were doing. You were like, what? <laughs> you were like, like you literally lost sleep for months knowing what we were doing with our sexuality. Yes, this woman did. I prayed and prayed on it and, and I just went and I had to go into therapy and I had to go into extra confessionals. So I said, this is reprehensible. Yeah, and you look like that. They they didn't went and they they had a whole system malfunction and meltdown. And they told on you. They literally pulled the Linda Tripp. If you guys don't remember who Linda Tripp is, she was the one who uncovered the whole Monica Lewinsky uh Bill Clinton affair. And she looks like the woman I described, all right. Everywhere she walked, every time she walked, she gotta adjust her clothes. Hold on for a second. Where is it at? Yeah, this is definitely the one right here. This woman right here. See, this is her with Linda. This is her with Monica Lewinsky right here. And so, of course, Monica Lewinsky's 19. Oh, she died. Oh, rest in peace, Linda Tripp. Monica Lewinsky was the young girl sucking off the president. And this woman right here, she couldn't handle it. She could not handle it. She was sitting there. She couldn't think about it. I mean, I'm sorry. It was all she could think about. She never uh, had a chance to do nothing as uh, debaucherous as this. This was reprehensible behavior to her. But Monica Lewinsky was enjoying it. Bill Clinton was enjoying it. Nobody would have said nothing. Everybody knew about it that worked in the office. And yeah, somebody said it. She was jealous. A lot of these people are jealous.
Look at this woman right here. She jealous. She like, damn, is this what it takes to get to the president's office just to suck him off? But she would never try it because she's a Puritan. She's one of these moral people, moral high ground people all her life. She maintained, she maintained her sexual uh, purity. <laughs> and so what she thinks you're doing is absolutely out of bounds. And so she had to tell everybody. She had to tell everybody. Let me finish up this part of the story here and give it to you uh, right here. It says so right here. Oh, it says the story was leaked by one of the members of the board. So I don't know if you guys know the board members aren't supposed to leak information about lawsuits. I mean, the purpose of your board is to keep your company uh, a good, well reputation, make sure everything is on the up and up uh, so that the stock can keep going up. And right now it says right here. Now the board is being investigated for breach of fiduciary duties. I have a list of the board members here. Um, and I don't know if you guys know, publicly traded companies have to have a specific board members. Uh, I think it's 12, if I'm not mistaken. It depends on the formation of your company. And um, these board members don't work within the company. Their job is to work outside and independent of the company as a, uh, as a result. And so if you do have a publicly traded company like this, Vince McMahon more or less isn't the owner anymore. He he has an operating, he has a, a, a amount of control that he has over the company. He probably has voting, more voting rights, and he can have his, uh, he has more weight in his, in this direction of where he wants the company to go. He's no longer the sole owner of the company. So that, maybe that changed like 20 years ago. And so there's other companies. Where's the where's my list? Where's my list? The list of the um list of board members WWE. Actually had it up, but I had it up on my other computer. I was I was looking at this. He was the chairman. He had 81%. So he has definitely more pull. Let me see here. Here's the board member. I don't know if this is up to date. But here is the board member structure of the WWE right here. All right, so you have Vincent McMahon right here. He's the executive chairman. Nick Khan, who definitely has a lot of weight here. He's a member and he's the C, uh, CRO of the WWE. Stephanie McMahon, which is his daughter, who is now the operating CEO. Triple H, Paul of uh, Levesque. He's Triple H, the wrestler who married Stephanie McMahon. And then following, you have members that are outside of the WWE. You have the Atlantic Hawk, Atlanta Hawk CEO. And State Farm Arena CEO chairman right here. He's a member. You have um, the Majid Al. I don't even know what that says right there. Uh, this guy right here. Do you have Erica Nardine, the CEO of Barstool? Um, Steve Payman, uh, president of Versus. I think that's a television network. And then you have these people right here. CEO of Words and Pictures. A couple of things right here and all of that. I think there's one female board member, but Nick Khan, uh, people are pointing the finger at him. People are pointing the finger at him. So it is what it is. Somebody said she was 19 years old. Can anybody confirm that? Can anybody confirm that? I don't know. I definitely don't know if that was true. Let me see if I can pull that up. One more thing we can talk about right here. Nia Jax is an individual that um, I don't know if you guys noticed. A lot of the women that recently Vince McMahon has given opportunities to have turned their back on him. 
right? A lot of the people like Nia Jax, not turning their back on him, but they were the ones revealing. Sasha Banks has actually been acting funny, and I'm sure she's feeling good because she just got released, and now Vince McMahon's turning up on this one right now. So, guys, whether you like it or not, what's happening to Vince McMahon? I mean, he 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 caused the situation, and he's going to have to pay for it. He's going to lose his position, potentially lose the company that he's worked so hard for to build because he 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 foolishly paid women too much money to have a little bit of sex. He could have bought some sex. He could have went Robert Kraft and, and paid for the Jack Shack, but he didn't. Nia Jax tried to call him out um, and all of these things. So Vince is going to have to pay for this. I don't I don't feel sorry for Vince in this one, unfortunately. I don't feel sorry for him. It's he should have known by this point. He should have known. Somebody said it was a 41-year-old paralegal. Dude, I mean, the junior college right now. <laughs> the junior college right now is looking very good. I don't know why anybody's doing anything different, especially if you're a man. <laughs> if you're a man, if you're a man, like, why in the world would you? I don't get it. And uh, like if you if you get married, like uh, that's what I meant to say. If you're trying to get married, why would you get married if you're gonna cheat? Number one, unless you have an agreement to cheat. I have no idea if you have an open relationship, but why do it? There's no need to do it now. You can go get it on the platter, you can go get it how you like it. You can order it like your own Uber Eats. So let me I make sure I'm gonna finish up with that story. Uh, people are telling me she's 41 and all of that stuff. Damn, that's even worse. Because now you pay for an old piece of piece. That don't make no sense to me at all. Now you pay for an old woman. <laughs> you pay for an old woman? Why? Speaking of old woman, we're going to talk about DJ Academics next. And uh, before we do, we're going to do some super chats. Or as we call them over here, PayPal's and whatnot. PayPal's and whatnot. What do we got here? Over here, Mr. MK, what did you have to say? KT King got a lot to say. Tuitions uh, appreciate the. Unique teachings. That was him. What else you got over here? Over here, KT King is the guy with the research and information. What do you got? CGA, when Linda McMahon becomes available, will you shoot your shot? Woo! I got money. I cannot. I, no. I cannot be with the Linda McMahon type. I'm sorry, Linda, if you're watching me, I'm going to pass. One thing that is happening, though, these wealth transfers, these wealth transfers, are happening. And one of the ways to get men out of their seat in their companies is sexual allegations. And many times what happens is it causes a windfall financially for someone. In this case, it's going to cause a windfall financially for Stephanie McMahon. And now she no longer has to wait for her father to die. He's he's 75, I believe. So give or take, he's got 10, 15 years tops. Maybe if he's lucky, he can get 2025. He probably would have been out of the company anyway in the next 10 years. But um, but now Stephanie McMahon can just ride out into the sunset, take whatever money he was gonna have. He can she can take it now. Then Linda McMahon can officially divorce Vince and run off with his money, but she's she's 70 something years old, so it's not like she's gonna do anything with it. And but it does take the power. It does take Vince's power to control the money, right? Now she files for divorce. She takes the control of the money away from Vince. Um, she can run off with her piece. Stephanie McMahon can take the control of her money. 
and run off with it. And, and Vince is just going to be sitting over there with whatever remains. <laughs> That's how it works. Who is he accused of paying? A, 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 a paralegal. Vince will be on SmackDown live tonight in the ring. If you're on the East Coast, he's already in the ring. He's already done it. Shame on you damn East Coasters getting ahead of us. On the West Coast, it's not even time. We can't even see it. A couple more. Jeffrey E. says, can Vince McMahon lose his shares of the company? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, KT King did provide us with this information. Let me see something here. Let me see if I want to answer this. I think he can be fired from this situation. Which would be ironic. Conditions that the WWE can terminate McMahon. So you're asking, can he lose his shares? That's an interesting question. I don't know if he can lose his shares. His share. I had a, um. let me see here. Let me see if I can push pull this up. Says Vince McMahon's future in the company is certainly in doubt following the investigation led by the WWE's board of directors. It says he voluntarily stepped down. However, some conditions on which board of directors can terminate Vince have possibly been revealed. Um, Here's the problem, though. And I think this is going to delay Vince being fired is because now the board is being being investigated for violating the fiduciary duties of the board. Right? So the board is being investigated. For revealing this information, it had it came out by one board member of the 12. And if it wasn't Vince, then there's 11 possible people who released this information. If they're investigating who released it, they're going to have to fire that board member. That board member is going to pay the penalty unless they are protected under the Whistleblowers Act, which there's no whistleblowing. There, there was an agreement, right? There was an agreement. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on there. So that's going to prevent them from taking action against Vince, I believe. Because they're being investigated. So what a what a trip. But here it is right here there. They could say they're terminating and all these things. There's some things here that he, they can lose. His employment agreement states that conditions on when uh, he can be terminated. Uh, I'm not reading all that. Oh, I hate legalese. <laughs> all right. Look at all this legal mumbo jumbo. Termination by the company. This is what happened. You just excited to get the job. All right, I'll sign anywhere. Then they come back with that contract. Mm, Have you read your contract? You love when you sign contracts. You sign contract. They'll be like, oh, that just says, you know, you're just trying to get through. Oh, this just says this. Just sign here. This says that. Just sign here. Ah, Don't worry about that. And they're joking with you while you're trying to read the contract. You got the contract right here. They're talking to you. You're like, "Uh yeah, um. No, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah. And and then you just sign away. That's what they want you to do. They don't want you to freaking read all the termination. Matter of fact, it don't even matter. You're too desperate to take the job, (laughs) right? So you don't even care what it says, and you just go ahead and sign on the way. And then as soon as you want to pull rank, they was like, let's take out our employment agreement. Why don't we? And they go get through the book like this. They'd be like, "Mm." according to this right here, you signed. Let's take a look at our termination agreement. Why don't we? Mm-hmm. Looks like right here, April 29th, 2019, you signed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like, God dang, really? I didn't read none of that. You be like, man, get that damn contract away from me. <laughs> Before I bust your ass. That's what I would say. 
I'm going to tear everybody else up in here. I'm King Kong. You better get them damn papers away from me. All right, let's do these uh, rest of these chats. But what they do, that's a tactic I want you men to understand. When they put contracts in front of you, they either tell you this just says, or while you're trying to read it, they start distracting you. So the best thing you can do if you don't want the contract to ever come back and haunt you, first of all, it's a red flag that they're putting all this information and contract in front of you. Because previously, before you were talking to them, y'all was buddy-buddy. <laughs> Remember, y'all was all buddy-buddy. Oh, you'll love it here. We're a family here. Look at this. These people are all happy. They had the people act happy. Hi, we love working here chained to this desk. All right. <laughs> And then you get the job and they all leaving. You're like, damn, why are you leaving the job? We hate these motherfuckers. You're like, what? Last week you were saying you love it here. But but y'all was all friends and chummy when they was inviting you around. And then guess what? As soon as they want to, oh, let's go ahead and sign our paper. Let's sign your contract. Contract this thing. You're like, what in the world? Jesus, what is this? Huh? You just so happy to be there. All oh, these people, they're so nice. We're a family here. You sign up. <laughs> and then they say, oh, we're going to have to fire you with cause. You're like, what does that mean? Oh, we don't have to pay you. You violated Section 814-28. What? Mm. So, hey, look, I want you guys to understand in life, and you're going to learn this, you got to be an asshole. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Where's Aaron Clary? Aaron Clary. You got to be an asshole out here. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to protect yourself. And it took me years to figure this out. You got to be an asshole. I know people are like, no, no, just be nice and nice things will happen and nothing bad. Just be an asshole. Forget it. Unapologetic. Protect yourself. And I mean, in all cases, all cases, all right, my ex be trying to deal with me. I'm like, I'm being an asshole. All right. Because look, I'm you calling me an asshole anyway. Oh, I'm going to show you the big old asshole. All right, I'm gonna be a big one. Pause. And I'm gonna be that everywhere I go and everywhere I do. Soon as y'all start trying to play me, uh, you know, you in some store, uh, you know, you know, when you get like a gym membership or something, you do something, you be like, oh, looks looks like I gotta move, you know, let's go ahead and pause our membership. Actually, on page three of our contract, I'm sorry, uh, it requires a 30-day notice and it's 25 days. So we're going to have to charge you for three months, three months ahead. We already have your credit card because your dumbass put it in our system. We already have your credit card. So in each you can do, we're going to charge it. And thank you for the notice. Uh, but uh, yeah, it ain't going to work. And then you let 30 days go by. You recheck with them. All right, 30 days. I'm going to give you some notice. 30 days come up. Um, Yeah, we're going to charge you again because you got to put it in writing. See, it says right here on page three of your contract. Mm. Page three of your contract says it must be a written notice. I know you did tell us 45 days ago. <laughs> yeah, man. So just understand, be an asshole. I'm giving y'all that right now. If, if you don't be an asshole and you be the nice guy and you think everybody's your friend out here, there, there ain't no friends out here. Everything's business. Even you walking into the damn liquor store, it's a business. You walk into the corner store, it's business. You walk into a legal establishment, uh, business, it's business. It's all business all the time. 
all the time. You do something wrong, you slip, somebody slips, somebody does something, and they're going to sue you on it. Everything's business around here. Yeah, man, I ain't got no friends. There ain't no friends. Somebody come into your house and they slip on your floor, they're going to sue you. Now it's business. R business uh, relationships with women. I've done the whole chummy, chummy thing. And then all of a sudden, it turned into business real quick. It was love at first, but when the love went away, then all of a sudden it became business. Now, all of a sudden, we had to go face this judge in court and all of this stuff. Man, forget it. Mm. Business first. Business first. Be an asshole. That means you don't have to be mean, but when it comes down to you, you'd be like, oh, as soon as they start saying, well, this and that, and this needs to be done, this, and we need your debit card for that. No, hell no. Nope. No, thank you. Bye-bye. I'm out. <laughs> all right. Unless you can afford to just wash the money away. But no, nah, man, no, no pans, no contracts. You know, when you go to the store and they say, uh, can we get your phone number? Like you just trying to check out. Here's a bottle of water right here. You put the water down. They scan it. Boop, and then they get to the screen. Uh, phone number, please. Screw you off. Man, check me out with the water. Why do, why do you need my phone number? <laughs> that pisses me the hell out. I'm like, I got a bag of Skittles and a bottle of water. What do you need my phone number for? Oh, we want to see if you can, you know, you can get some points. If you get 55 points, uh, they'll roll over and you'll get 40% off. I don't want part of your little members program. Just check me out. I don't care about that. But then they want to send your stuff to text messaging you, getting your data, collecting. Remember I told you, everything you do, they collect data on. Everything you do, they collect data on. Everything you scroll on the internet, everything you do on your phone, everywhere you go shopping, you're the you're the research monkey. I don't want no members program and added points. I don't remember the last time I went somewhere and I said, <laughs> and I said, do I have enough points to get whatever useless piece of garbage that you want to give me? I don't remember the last time they said, hey, you got 40 points. Do you want to use it towards? Mm. When's the last time they had points and they were like, hey, you got 40 points. You can use it towards, what, an extra bottle of water. Again, be an asshole. No, no phone number, please. Next. Most, all they're going to say, okay, go on to, to the next thing. But they ask you like it's a part of the transaction. I'm about tired of this goofball stuff. They also do this. They also do this when you put your card in now. They ask for a tip and you order in to go. Mm. <laughs> you're like, wait, you go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I order this in? Yeah, I want it to go. Okay, thank you. Go ahead and put your card in. You put your card in. First screen come up. Add a tip. Mm. <laughs> like, what in the world? You people are goddamn man. I'm telling you, man, people are crazy. Why are you getting a tip? All you did was punch. <laughs> like unbelievable. And then they act funny when you don't press the when you press the no tip option. Oh, you ain't gonna give me no tip? Not for standing back there. <laughs> that's that's so damn uh, what do they call it? Classless. But again, this is why you gotta be an asshole out here because they're being assholes to you. And they're being assholes to you while smiling in your face. That's the most egregious part of it. Oh, we're like family here. Come into well, Popeye's chicken. We're family here. Oh, give us a tip. Oh, don't do this. You can't do this. They spit in your man, please. Yeah, no. mm. 
anyway. <laughs> they make you feel, but a lot of people feel guilty and they leave a tip. But you know what's funny? Probably them tips don't even go to the employee standing there doing the order. It goes right to the company and the company might give them, here's your tips. So shout out to Jeffrey Easley with the great sponsorship. He says, uh, can Vince McMahon lose his shares in this company? That would be sad. Anthony Bobo, he says, taking a course for computer certification. Guess who's back at the junior college? I know you loving life back at the junior college. Speaking of. Speaking of. Oh, they tax the tips, especially then you put the tip on a card. Man, please. Speaking of junior college, let's get into this DJ academic scenario. All right, this is going to be touchy stuff. It's going to be touchy stuff. Uh, people probably know where I lie on this one, but let's give you the information how it how it worked out for DJ Academics. Uh, first of all, many of you guys don't know who DJ Academics is. Let me put a picture up. He's recently in. He's been involved in this recently in the red pill space, if you will. DJ Academics has been closely linked to Fresh and Fit, and so he was the person. If you were following the whole. Miranda Wright's uh, issue with with uh, which would have been with Fresh. DJ Academics was the one exposing Fresh, which was his friend supposedly, and uh, exposed the relationship between Fresh and Amanda. Uh, where is it? There it is, right there. So this is DJ Academics. That's how people would know him in the Red Pill space. So other than that, he has a big YouTube following. He's been on YouTube for years. I think he has two or three million followers he's been on youtube for years uh and um as a result he's more do, he more does the uh hip-hop commentary i would suppose hip-hop rumors he's linked um he was the one that was got britney renner to interview with fresh and fit he's pretty connected he's pretty connected well recently a clip of his came out of one of his podcasts i'm not sure what what it was of just him talking and the clip allegedly is from 10 years ago or better. It wasn't from recent, but it was put out like he said it recently. And what he said was something related to women being under the age of 17. We'll go ahead and let him say it so that I don't say it and they don't pull it out on a clip 10 years from now on CGA. Let's go ahead and play it. And to keep it real, if you think about it in the bigger scheme of things, there's not much difference between a 20 or a 17 or a 21 and a 17. Just kind of mean one's a minor and one's not a minor. But I will say, listen, I adopted this rule, which I think it was fine. I said, listen, man, as long as the chick got a college ID, she's getting f I don't care if she's 17. I don't care if she's 17 and a half. I don't care if she just turned 17. She's going to get this dick. Okay, uh, that's what he said there. Now, <laughs> you can tell this was a younger version of DJ Academics based on his voice now. And what they're saying, he's somewhere between the age of 21 and possibly as old as 24 when he said this. I don't know. I can't tell. I think he's responded to it. And I believe he said he was 21 at the time that he said this. Um, so that's right there. What I'm going to tell, uh, say on this one is that's probably something that you don't want to say, even if it's something that you intend to do or something that you would believe to be legal. And the reason why is most people believe that the age of consent 
is actually 18 universally. Here we go again with our Puritan culture. In our culture, we have girls, and I've done clips and videos of this, of parents promoting 15-year-olds. You have the whole Charlie D'Amelio thing of her playing the girl next door sexual imagery to her advantage. And she has most of her followers probably being older men. All right, not young people following her, although they probably follow her as well. You also have the connection between, uh, you know, the underworld where this goes on. Nobody says anything. Somebody might bring it up every now and then. Some people might call it human trafficking. But if you really wanted to know, definitely the people who are in these streets, in these streets, the people who are street walkers, they definitely do participate in some of this activity. But it goes, people block it out. They don't want to see it. Uh, when it comes to relationships with women who do this with men of this age, they somehow get a pass by saying this is a love relationship and they fell in love and love conquered all and there's nothing we can do about it. But when it comes to men, obviously, he's a pervert creep and all of this stuff. We did this video when we talked about the gentleman who said, hey, you see your daughters out here dressing like this. We did that video and we covered was this guy a pervert or was he telling the truth? We talked about this. This is also another situation of where people are ignorant of the actual law. And then when you are actually not ignorant of the law, they they accuse you of being a pervert for not being ignorant of the law. While they're ignorant of the law. So when you're trying to defense it by saying, well, technically, then they call you a pervert and say, why would you know that law? At the same time, you're going, why wouldn't I know the law? It's the law when they're ignorant of the law. So in their defense of being ignorant of the law, they accuse you of being perverted for knowing the law. It's a. This is why you don't discuss this. <laughs> this is why you don't discuss this, because no matter what you're discussing it, and I'm discussing it now. But you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> but um, but in this situation here, uh, DJ Academics, the way he says what he's saying makes him look like a pervert or a creep out of context. Now, let's give you the situation where he's responded to where he's defending himself and he's going to give his explanation of his defense. And I'm going to follow up with some data and information based on what he says, especially in my own situation here. So let's go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Can you guys see it? Hold on for a second. Am I sharing the screen? Oh, it's just small. All right. Let's go ahead and see it again. Pop it up. This is the context. And this is what's important. At no point did I ever say that I fucked somebody under 17 or under 18. I was given an example of how, and, and I want to give you all this example before I play this whole clip. I'm going to play the full clip. I said, in college, people, I, I said, 17 becomes a gray area because people don't ask for IDs. There's some smart, or sometimes people start kindergarten early and they'll get to college when they're about to turn 18, but they'll turn 18 in January. And All right, uh, he was shuffling. Let's go ahead and give him the shuffle. <laughs> Let's give him the shuffle. Uh, I'm going to try to help you out there, but I can't. There's something you said there I can't help you out. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you shuffling, man. All right, let's go ahead and try it again. Hey, act. Uh, just a bit of advice here. 
what if you're trying to defend comments that you said about what people consider underage, do not throw kindergarten in the conversation. I'm gonna just let you know right there. Do not. You're already you're already in trouble, hot water. All right. I know what you I know what you meant, but you just gotta understand how the normal ham and egger processes information. So they are hearing you talk about you defending 17-year-olds and you say kindergarten in the same defense. This is not going to help your cause. All right. So you struggling right now. I'm not helping you out. I'm just letting you know you struggling. Jesus. Continuing on here. Wow. Kindergarten. All right. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and hear this again. And they get there in September. When somebody's in college. And just like I say with high school, when somebody's in high school, if a nigga was in high school, I know somebody, and maybe I shouldn't say that, but I'm just going to be real. I know somebody who he had just turned 18 and he was dating, he was dating like someone in a lesser class that this is high school. There's people who are, who end up being 18 in high school. <sighs> he should be a little more articulate about this. He's shuffling, but let me see. I'll try my best. I was talking about being in an institution. So college or high school where the ages are or a little bit out of what is actually acceptable. Right. And this is what I have to tell you. all Right. Mm -hmm. Somebody just said four months of the college year. Some people are 17. It depends on when you're born. You know, when they that's all I was saying. When people go to college and you'll hear in my full clip, people do not check IDs. No one in college, and if you've ever been to college, no one says, hey, how old are you? I've been to college. They're usually under the assumption. By the way, if you're in college, at least if you're doing four years, you're probably not over 21, usually. Right? Oh, man. He, I Listen, I know exactly what he's saying. I, I, I get what he's saying. He's just not saying it right. And it doesn't help his case. But go ahead. Those people usually assume that the people they're dating or they're dealing with are of age. They usually, like, I ain't going to lie to you. I never use my license. So, okay, so this is, uh, we we fair use this from, let me go ahead. I have to tell them you my fair use. So this is the guy's page, Everything Entertainment, right here. And, uh, yeah, uh, we call act in full shuffle mode. Uh, <laughs> Some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! He's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! All right. So, that's essentially what's happening here. He's his first bit of information. His first bit of information that they said that they took the clip from. In context, it was said when he was in college, somewhere around college age, maybe twenty or twenty-one. Somebody can correct me. Maybe I've actually served, saw somewhere where they said 24, which is interesting because nobody can get his age right when they got the clip. So it's kind of like it, it, it's it's kind of unfair on both people's side to have uh, a, a good context of what this clip is about. If he was 20 saying this clip. And he's talking about the college age, let me just take myself as an age example. OK, for some reason, what is this? An ingrown hair or something like that? As an age example, I graduated high school <clears throat> when I was 17 years old, all right? So May or June or whatever year, 1993, 
of my graduation, I was 17 years old. I started college in that August. I think, yeah, college started in that August. I was still 17. I didn't turn 18 in college until October of my freshman year. So I was one of those individuals that was 17 all the way up into midterm, mid, mid, um, midterms of my freshman year. And there's a lot of people, there's not a lot of people, but there's a few people that end up in that situation. Some kids start school early, which, you know, if you're a single mother raised kid, your mother sometimes will shove you into school and say, good, you can start now so I can go to work. And you'll be 17 all the way up until. Now, let's just go ahead and juxtapose that. I know people who turn 18 um, the first month or the summer before their senior year. Okay. The summer before their senior year, I know someone for sure. Before they started their senior year, they were 18. They were 18. So by the time they got to college, before they even started a class, they were 19. This is where Ack is talking about. So at this point, he's 20, making conversations about college-age people between the ages of, people think college-age people are always 18 to 21. It's probably more like 17 to 23. It's probably more than that because most people don't go for four years. Most people go for five, if not six years of college. And then there are some people who start college when they're 17 and then go forth and so forth and so on. So he's not talking about going to high school 17. And if it is, are he talking about 17-year-old high school or 18-year-old high school person? He's also talking about 17-year-old freshman, 18-year-old freshman. Also. There's other people that says, no, people always stop college at 21. This is not true. Some people start college at age 21. <laughs> okay. Not only that, I'll give you another thing about uh, college age people. And you're talking about somebody that's worked on college campuses. Okay. For um, I've worked on five or six college campuses and um, over a 12 to 13, 14, 15 year old uh, period. In this situation here, I've known people to come to college on GI bills, they served the military and then they arrived on college campus. These people were 21, 23, 25 years old and they would come to campus and they would start messing with the 18, 19 year old girls and nobody had a problem with it. There was no, nobody would, nobody ever came and said, no, you can't do this. Why? Because on the college campus in particularly, those things happened. Those things happened and nobody was like, oh, call the police. No, nobody would say anything like that. And if it just so happened that it was a person like me that October, my freshman year, I turned 18. And let's say that was a, a junior that was 20. And the person that was in question didn't turn 18 until October, mid-semester. And he started messing with her. He wouldn't have asked her for ID. He would not have messed her, uh, asked her for ID. Because he assumes she's in college, that she's an adult. That's what he's trying to say. With that being said, let me show this particular thing here. I was looking at some research. Let's just say he did ask for ID. Take a look at this. I looked at this right here. The amount of fake IDs used by college-age students. So right here, there are people that use college-age students. Uh, uh, fake IDs as college-age. This says right here. 32% of college students have admitted to possessing a fake ID. This was in 2020. 
14,000 fake IDs seized in the city of Cincinnati alone. So that's what he was talking about. And this is why the clip is out of context and it sounds bad. Yes. And his explanation did no better. But in the context of the college scheme, this is what he was talking about. There was a period, transitional period where some people that come on, he was saying, I don't care. Many times on college campuses, that rarely is something that gets reported. It never gets reported where somebody gets that transitional period and then an adult comes in. He also tried to come in here and talked about there's people that graduate from high school at 18 and they were seeing, let's say, a sophomore or a junior, which would be common. And by the time they're 20, this person's just coming up and that person's 17 going into 18 by the time they get to college. And he's saying, at that point, what's what's the deal? Most people don't bat an eye. Most people in that situation, most people don't bat an eye. And I think that's what he's trying to say. That's what I was talking about. So in that case, yes, he didn't explain it right. Number one. Number two, he didn't admit that he did something like that. He said, if that was the case, yeah. So yeah, he should definitely get whatever he's getting as a result of this. I think it's unfair that they took his conversation out of context. And I think it, but the way he explains things didn't help. It didn't help. I would never tell people to do something like that. Okay, that's number one. Number two, though, I'm sorry, number three. In the context of this now, because people are trying to come in here and say, well, depending on where he was, it was it was not illegal. <laughs> okay. Somebody says, legend has it. Yeah, it was, to me, it was a dump, it, it was something that you shouldn't have said. But again, he was a young guy. I think, man, you know, uh, man, boy, if you're going to be a content creator, really know that your stuff from your early days can come back to haunt you. Is the volume low? Somebody says it doesn't ha matter. Uh, Maury's here. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. It doesn't matter how Act would have explained this, though. A lot of people just don't like him. So this is just fuel for them to try and destroy him. He should have just kept his mouth shut. So I, we should think about that, Maury, as well. Ak is not liked very well. So people have been, it's kind of like Dr. Umar, where people were looking for something to happen. It would be something like me, similar. It Nothing would be different for me. Let's just say, um, let's just say uh, I say something in the, and then out of context, people can use it. They're going to go back to all of my stuff, pull up anything that I said related to the junior college, piece it together. Look at this guy. And DJ Academics is one of those guys who a lot of, he has a lot more haters. So they're using this as fuel to try to destroy him. And once they destroy him, they feel like, hey, good, he's, he's you know, he's done as a, as a character. I think it's a bit blown out of proportion, but, um, and I think it's unfair because it was out of context and nobody explained it as such. Initially, if I'm not mistaken, maybe they did say, he said this when he was 17. Let me see what, what the actual meme said. Yeah, no, they didn't say. They, yeah, they, they didn't say. It says right here, they didn't say whether this was a current audio or old audio. They just said this is him saying it. And oh, oh, by the way, like like I was saying here, when I was when I was in college again, I I was with probably with women who were 19 and 20 as well. And I know for sure most women that are in college 17, 18 and 19, most of the guys they're with are 20, 21, 20. <laughs> I mean 
I'm having a hard time uh, dealing with the the rationalization here. So then you start talking about age of consent laws, and then this is where people get all their panties in a bunch. Because whether you like that or not, this is our Puritan culture coming back. Because I'm seeing a lot of people justify children being able to choose their own gender, which has something to do with sexuality. I'm seeing a lot of children being exposed to drag queens and people that are in transitions. Nobody's outraged about that. Not many people are the same people, the same cohort of people that are outraged against this or what academics said. They're actually turning a blind eye or they think they're too weak or they think they will get censored or they think they will get canceled if they even address the fact that your children are being exposed, exposed in public school to this type of thing. It's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But then when it comes to this, we're talking about 17 to 18. I mean, come on. It's not, I mean, if he said something younger than that, okay. 17 to 18, unfortunately in this country, is not illegal. It's what you would consider underage, but that's considered underage based on what you know. It's not a defense, but it's just the actual legal fact. It's not telling you what you should do, but that's just what it is. What do you want me to do? But as a guy, what you should do is never say that you would put salami on anyone under the age of 18. That's what you should say, because this culture can't handle anything like that. This culture can't handle anything like that. Somebody says, I literally said the same thing, coach. The cognitive dissonance is insane. I mean, I see it. I mean, Maury did a video of the 15-year-old girl being pushed and pandered and pimped by her parents, and there's silence. Nobody, wait, that was the wrong one. <laughs> that was the wrong one. Sorry. Uh-oh. Now I'm going to get in trouble. But the, the 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 law is the law. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, people, like, like, like knowing the law all of a sudden is used against you for knowing the law. <laughs> there's a map right here actually worldwide you don't even want to know worldwide <laughs> somebody did that. look worldwide look nationwide this is the map this is the map i had to pull it up all right because then people y'all can call me whatever you want me this is the map it's available everywhere right depending on where you're at what he said is not that damn like, there's really only nine states where that is not a, a violation. However, however, if you look at the worldwide map, you'd be absolutely appalled. <laughs> if you looked at what the, don't even look. If you, if you are offended by what the map says in the United States, do not even look at it worldwide. Because you're going to be floored. I mean, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to be like, this is ridiculous, right? So with that being said, I think academics, I did say initially he deserved it. I just think that he needs to take some time off. I, I wouldn't have even addressed it. I wouldn't have addressed it in the way he addressed it because it didn't make him look any better. But he did, he explained what I explained. And I use myself as a personal example there. I was 17 all the way through my midterms in college. So why, why wouldn't you, you know, uh, why wouldn't you say, why wouldn't anybody say, yeah, X kind of right on that. But what I think the way he said it put 
what do you say? Put salami on the 17? No. That's just not something that you would do. That's not something that you would go out there and publicly say. I think people even give me grief uh, for, you know, the whole junior college content. And people try to distinguish what a child is and whatnot. Look, they're trying to lower the voting age to 16. The Democrats are. The Democrats are trying to vote the voting age to 16 in order to get some of the most emotionally vulnerable people and manipulate them. Obviously, these people will be more likely to be leaning towards Democrat policy. Okay, so they're trying to manipulate all of that. You do also have the Rainbow Skittles community on the men's side trying to lower the age of consent on a daily basis. Because a lot of the star, a lot of the young boys that get started in that culture do start with older men. Almost, I mean, it's very much part of their culture. So when that happens, does anybody say anything? No, nobody says anything. When women do this to male students, it's pretty much virtually crickets. It's pretty much when men do it <laughs> that they hold that against men. So let's just call it what it is today, the basis of this show, and we'll do the rest of the um. The basis of this show today as a man, know that you're always going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it before or after. You're going to pay for it even if you uh, are the CEO of a company, a chairman of the company, and you try to hush money someone and pay them. You're still going to pay the price for it. You could lose your entire company that what you worked for for 50 years. This is why it's important to have discipline and have the best arrangement you can possibly have. Not only that, you can lose your whole whatever you came up with, your characterization, you can lose your whole platform just for suggesting, mm. suggesting what you would do in a situation and you didn't even do it. There's no evidence that you haven't uh, done anything. You haven't admitted to doing anything, but just by insinuating you're going to do it, you can lose it. So what's the whole point of the show? What men have to understand is they want you to get sex one way and one way only. And you're the only one that can do it this way. I know women claim that they're being uh, always being uh, judged on what they do sexually. But men, men are the only ones that can get sex one way. And that way is through the, the, the course of dating in a consensual manner in which many times he's invested something up front. Many times he had to get married for it. But even if he doesn't get married for it, he has to at least be working towards a commitment. And then after he gets sex, he must then, according to him, continue providing something in order for her to feel like the consent, it was a consensual relationship. So when he does get sex from her, it continues the relationship. It doesn't end the relationship. Should he sleep with a woman after dating her and then end the relationship after he has sex with her, he is again in violation. That is called ghosting. The woman's going to feel like, hey, what was that about? Even though he paid two or three dates to get to that point, him still ghosting is a violation of the social contract. This is how men are supposed to get it. If any man gets it any other way, violation. <laughs> violation. If he pays for it outright, if he, if he gets a young junior college girls and buy her textbooks, nope. Uh, if he gets somebody, if he's 35 and he goes someone just slightly half his age, nope. He doesn't date anyone around his age, nope. He goes to a strip club, nope, can't do that. He goes to get a jack shack, can't do that. You can't even discuss how you would do it. Can't get it at your job, 
nope, can't do that. Can't go travel to go get some. They're going to find a way to criticize and ridicule you for traveling to go get some. Can't do that. Just think of the amount of ways that they have you constricted um, uh, sexually. Sexually. They have you constricted. And this is the Puritan uh, mindset of America. I think we are really the only country that operates this way. We're the only country really that operates this way. I don't know about the United Kingdom. I think if you bang an older woman, everybody's like, good for her and good for you. You go out and the older man, you bang a younger girl. Uh-uh. They're like, nope. You perv, you psycho, you child cradle robber. I'm like, the girl's 22 years old. How in the hell is she? But she's a child. They make everybody a child now. People are 30 years old. She's so young. She don't know. But meanwhile, this is her as well. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in. And that's it. And put the pen number and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah, man. It's one of the weird, it's a weird, weird world that we live in. So I, I'm just trying to educate men. Let's do all the uh, co super chats. Try to educate men as to what's coming your way. The real thing is to control your sexuality. Because that's the only thing they can control. They control that. They control everything. And some of you guys, some guys have figured out, man, forget that control stuff. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, use my whole name. <laughs> you always try to get me. We're going to call you Mike Hawk. He says, Monica took one for the nation. Shout out to you. He took one for the nation. My, my Monica Lewinsky, again, I don't know. I didn't understand at the time that she was 19. I believe she was 19 or 20 at the time. Now, when I was, that was all coming out, I think I was somewhere around the same age as well. Monica Lewinsky, age. I didn't realize that she was that young. Age when she was an intern. I think she was, no, no she was 24. Oh, Jesus. She wasn't 19. She was 24. I don't think they made age that big of a deal on, on that case. Why am I not being able to see the screen? Yeah, this one says she was 24, 25. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, as a 21, she started off when she was 21. And Bill Clinton was 49. She was 24, 25, right? Yeah, no big deal. I guess some people will say she's half his age. I mean, America, again, with the age thing, I think, you you know, <laughs> I always tell you about age. There's actual age, which would be your chronological age. It just measures time. And then you also have your physical age, what you look like, what you actually look like. Because people will say, uh, women will say, hey, I, I'm this age, but I actually look this age. That's an example of physical age. There's some people that say, oh, these kids are developing Fast, meaning these boys, these male athletes, they're six five already filled out. You know, they don't have bird chest, they have muscles and all of that stuff. That's an example of physical age. Man, like the kid is 16 and the dude's dunking out of he's jumping out of the gym. You're like, that's not a normal 16-year-old. That would be an example of physical age. So in that case, you're looking at him like, well, it would be different if he would do X, Y, and Z. It's also an example of typically young black men look older for their age. And then the police come treating them like they're older than they are because they may be bigger and they may look, you know, have all the facial hair. And the kid's 16 
but mentally he's 14 and physically he's 21 and the police are dealing with them like he's 28. So age is one thing, but actually when you start taking in consideration mental age, physical age, and then also functional age, what do you function like at that particular age? There's people that are 50 that are walking around with walkers acting like they're crippled. And there's other 50-year-olds doing Ironman triathlons. Age is not a big determining factor. Of course, yeah, you could just be like right down the middle to keep it safe. But age is not a determining factor. So you can't say Bill Clinton was this age and Monica was this age, so it won't work. Maybe, maybe not. But let's take a look here. There's a whole bunch that went into it. Uh, and what went into it was Monica was down there on them knees. <laughs> there she is right there. And she looks happy to be there. Look, here's other pictures. Look at her. <laughs> Look, they holding hands. But what's going to happen is this is what happens later on. And this is what happens with later on. Here's Here she is with that little hat. <laughs> look at Monica. She looked happy to see him. She was like, remember what I did last night up under that desk? She always there. See, that was Bill Clinton's mistake. She He like, damn, this girl, she, she pop up everywhere. However, what happens later is once Monica becomes a little bit more advanced for her age, or Monica has a daughter, and the daughter now turns the age that Monica was when Monica was sucking salami in the White House. Then she starts feeling guilty, right? She starts feeling guilty because she looks at her daughter and she goes, damn, I was this age when, when I was doing this and my daughter's so naive. She's so immature. She doesn't even understand what she's doing. And then she starts being guilty and then coming back and reflecting on life. This is what happens. So this is where this is where it ends up. And then she starts writing tell all books and all of this stuff. <laughs> she starts trying to figure out all of this stuff. Like, wow, I can't believe I did all of this. Look at the dude in the back in this picture. He know what was going on. How many pictures you going to take with? I guarantee you this woman popped up everywhere when Bill Clinton was going somewhere. He went to go get something down in the White House kitchen. She popped up. Hi, Bill. I'm here. Like he like, oh, no. Can't let, let's take a picture. He like, oh, shit. <laughs> anybody have anybody have one of those women like you have a relationship you have like you hook up with a woman and all of a sudden she pop up everywhere and you're like oh shit. this is why i don't mess with people that i work with anybody i mess with they live far away or they 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 ain't got no car or nothing because if you do it and they work somewhere in your department somewhere on the campus somewhere all of a sudden, they're going to pop up. Hi, how are you? Oh, I was just sitting over here kind of waiting for you to. Oh, my gosh. You're like, would you go figure out something? Yeah, always mess with somebody that's way far away, an hour away. No more than an hour, but at least 45 minutes. So they can't pop up at your spot. Super duper annoying. And she seems annoying as hell with all them damn photos. Anybody that wants that many pictures of me, that's suspicious. He should have known. He knew this was going to go bad. Where are we at here? 
Coach, when I was in the eighth grade, I believe you said, this fine girl, nice body liked me, but wouldn't date me because we were 13, but her boyfriend was 20. When I was 17, dated a 13-year-old girl from a month, wait, for a month, never did anything with, but when I was 18, talked to a 14-year-old girl for two years. We never met until she turned 16, age of consent. He says, I shot right over in my car like I... Like, I can't get in trouble now, but she was black and Indian. And it says, I would, he says, I would have never tried with a Kaylee, even at the age of consent. Again, I don't even know where you're from. So uh, apparently where you're from, that would be fair also. And, but it, it just depends. I mean, again, a lot of people will be like, hey, man, that's out of bounds. But who knows where he's from? Let me see something. I see where he's sent the message from. And where he sent the message from, it's is fair. Okay. I mean, I can see where his location is. And I looked at my map and it's fair. Now people gonna be mad, but it is what it is. What do you want me to do about it? Throw them in jail, report them. It wasn't, it wasn't illegal. And also they were similar age. It wasn't like he was 40. Now that would be a different situation. You would definitely would want to uh question him at that point. Maiden Lago says, LOL, imagine him walking to court to his uh, theme song. <laughs> Vince McMahon, no chance. That's what he got. I, I would love it. Vince McMahon been in trouble for a long time. And he survived. So I think, I think, this is my prediction for Vince. I think he survives this. I don't know. Should I, do I think he survived it. Uh, no, he doesn't survive this. I think he's done. And I think DJ Academics pretty much going to be done, too. <laughs> I think DJ Academics going to ha have a hard time recovering from this one. Vince will survive this. He'll be fine. Hmm. Let me think about that. Because he beat the steroid scandal. He's had a lot of scandals. I mean, the world of professional wrestling is, you know, KT King, man. That, that, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Will Vince McMahon survive this? I mean, he'll still be rich. It depends if the women start talking. It was If they start talking, because now they have a non-disclosure. So if they come out crying, uh, then he might be in trouble. Somebody says, act is good. No one cares. Okay, yeah, okay. Act is going to be okay. All right, all right, look. Most people think, okay, look, let me do this right here. We'll do two polls. Will Vince McMahon survive this? Will Vince survive? And then we'll do one for academics. I mean, this Me Too culture is tough to survive. Will Vince survive this? Right there. Oh, the Owen Hart thing. Yeah, that was bad. The Bret Hart scandal. Shout out to ABL. Yeah, Vince has had one terrible thing after the other. The, the wrestlers dying of the, under the age of 35, lots of them. Lots of them. He also had the, um, um, there were a couple, in, there were a couple allegations against him. There was the ring boy scandal. I don't know if you guys know that. He had a, a ring boy scandal, which there were some boys that used to set up the rings and that they was getting ran through by either wrestlers or executives or, you know, I'm not naming names. I'm not trying to snitch. But he had a ring boy scandal. 
Oh, Chris Benoit? Yeah, oh my gosh, the Benoit incident. Vince McMahon has uh, he had the gay sexual abuse scandal. So that was the Ring Boy scandal. He survived the whole, yeah, I'm not naming names, but yeah, it is what it is. And then he actually had affairs with some other women like that. So did we get the, they say, okay, you guys think of, you guys think Vince will be okay. Let's give academics a run here. Oh, Vince said the N-word, N-word Vince. Did he say the N-word? I think, oh, I can only do one poll at a time. Okay. You think, you know what Vince will do? Vince will actually make this a part of his storyline because he still can go on the show. He's still going to be a performer. See, that's the best thing about Vince. He's still Mr. McMahon. And so part of his performance, I guarantee you, just like that clip where I got the feet pictures next to Vince, he'll make it part of his show. He'll make it a part of his show. Maury says, Axe fan base is too strong, plus it's majority men who like street rap and hip-hop, and his platform is big. Too many connections. He's mostly like most likely going to be all right. All right. I mean, in both of these cases, I don't think, I don't think it's enough to lose what lose what they built. I think it's a it's a black eye on them temporarily, but initially I said they wouldn't recover. But here, I I it's interesting. Vince McMahon's got to play it up. A Jedi, shout out to you. He says, good move going to Vegas. Where's my round of applause? I'm trying to give you one. Tax-wise, it's a fantastic move. I mean, I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. you When you make a certain amount of money, tax-wise, you was like, what? Oh, hell no. I'm out. I was like, skedaddle. California, I was like, the women weed in the weather, y'all can have all that. <laughs> all right. I can visit California just like that. I'm a three hour plus drive from 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 Newport Beach. All right. I can go right to the spot. And I'm a, I'm less than an hour away from the border of California. Not like you want to be anywhere near that. But I can get to California when I need to on a tank of gas. So I was like, let me go step across this border real quick. John uh, Juan. Oh, he said, shout out to all the 304s out there. Free agent for life. Thanks for doing what you're doing, ladies. All right, I, I'm always appalled at the, the well, in Vince McMahon's situation, this did not happen. But the, I'm appalled at the people who try to make these people victims for doing exactly what she got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars, to have a couple paces of intercourse. Come on. This is ridiculous. The dictator says, LOL, I'm just putting my money in on the ATM girl. Shout out to her. And she says, again, I think this is where we have a problem where this context comes in. The woman that's saying this is between the ages of, of 17, 18, and 21. Also, this age of innocence where they're trying to protect these girls and call you a perv. This is this is the same group of people saying this type of stuff. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Okay, they know what they're doing. All right. At that point, what she's saying, she know what she's doing. Same age group. This person right here. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. Same age group. That person's not 22. She's not 25. She's not 28. And she has enough wherewithal to know what she's doing. 
But then all of a sudden people want to act, oh, these kids are children. Okay, what about this person? Same age group. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. Same age group. Same age group. You're not make your and own my money. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely a fucking on your husband? No. He's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Quite as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. <laughs> me. These people are innocent. Same age group right here. Let me show you one more here. Same age group, right? Oh, where'd it go? Over here. I can't find it. Oh, same age group. What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having tits. Definitely having an ass. <laughs> you grab your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. I mean, it, it's tough where you'd be like, yeah, you try to protect these people, but they out here definitely. In these streets. All right. This is the this is not the same age group. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. Now, the irony of that is she made that video. She said something about in my age group. So I'm assuming her age group is somewhere between 35 and 40. But if you listen to the video... She's talking specifically to who? Teenagers. Specifically teenage boys. Now, let me just make a video. I don't care what you teenage girls like. Why is she talk? Why is she making a video dressed like that to teenage boys? You would have to wonder. I want you to listen to it again. Listen. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. You hear that? Again, nobody, nobody, it never bothers anybody. But somebody does that on the opposite side. They're like, why are you worried about that? Why are you looking at that? She seems to be worried about it. Nobody throwing her in jail. Nobody calling her a perv. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. <laughs> me, boy, the world we live in, man, I tell you. And when I use this to call it out, people say, well, you're just defending. No, 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 no. I call out the bullshit. That's my job. I call out bullshit, and you might not like it. You can call me what you want, but doesn't mean I ain't calling out the bullshit the right way. Because America be on some BS. Just the bottom line. All right, let's do one more, and then uh, we're going to get ready for, I might pop up this weekend. We'll see. Shout out to Dewan says, I think academics will be good. He is one of the biggest hip-hop blogger, uh, and rappers need him to stay relevant. So that'll be good there. As long as the rappers just continue to use him, he'll be good and it'll be water under the bridge and people will forget about it. Unfortunately, it's a big Google search now. 
and uh, definitely the big topic on YouTube. And he tried to shuffle his way through an explanation. Didn't really work out for him. And he's just going to have a people, a lot of people that don't like him, you know, more or less try to ruin him and see if they can platform him uh, for for something that he was. I would say it was unfair because it was out of context. It was not him saying this at a 30. What is he now? 35, 31, 33. If he's 34, whatever he is now, he's not saying what he said was not saying it as a 34 year old man. If that was the case, it would be different. But it was said way out of context. Somebody said Kristen Cavallari. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're done. We're done with this show. Appreciate y'all. We might pop up tomorrow for a brief one, maybe an hour or something like that. And uh, other than that, get the rest of your weekend started. Happy Father's Day to the fathers out here. Money Mindset will be going on two hours on Father's Day. Members live stream, coach at gregadams.locals.com. Get the members content down there. We'll take a trip through Seeking and see what's going on with some of the junior college girls out there, what they doing for a little bit of money and Jasmine Rice. All right. Anyway, man, peace. Have a good weekend. Thanks for the support. Thank you for the support. And we out of here, brothers. Man, if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, Coochie Gang's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.